Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Woman CFO Show. I'm Benita Tyler, your host, and I'm also the founder of TBS USA Accounting and Tax Advisors, where I help entrepreneurs to stay on top of the financial side of business. One of the ways that I do that is through the Woman CFO Show. Uh, My role here is really to help you to get answers to those questions, those nagging financial questions that are hanging over your head. You know, those questions where you know that you need to make a decision or you need to make a move or you want to have something different financially. Well, you get to answer those questions in the show. Send me your questions and I will answer them for you. If I don't have the answer, guys, guess what? I have a network of financial friends who are experts in their industry and they will give me the answer. So today we are talking about personal finances, entrepreneurs who are facing challenges specifically dealing with collectors. <laughs> we are talking today about the collection agencies, guys. Um, I got a call recently from one of our listeners who is you know, trying to move forward. You know, they had plans you know, to move into a new place. They moved into a new place and life happened. How, things just um, seemed like sometimes, you know, we feel like we're moving one step forward only to move two steps back, right? And we're doing the best we can. We're working our jobs and we're bringing in income, but it just seems like the mistakes of the past are constantly, constantly knocking at the door, trying the best to haunt us. But guess what, guys? When you know better, you can do better. And knowing better really is getting the information and learning how to apply it. You all know my motto. Information is empowering, but it is the application of that information that gives us the power. We want to be powerful, powerful financial managers. And so today I want to talk about how do we uh, handle uh, the collectors that's calling us trying to uh, eat away like the canker worms at our profits, at our earnings. So if you are in a situation uh, I'm going to talk about two. One is uh, dealing with your income taxes and having a tax liability where you actually owe. And what do you what do you do about that? How do you stay uh, in good graces with tax authorities while uh, having a little bit of wiggle room to simply enjoy your life? Right? We all need a little bit of wiggle room. Uh, we don't want to work day and night just to have to give all of our money away to the tax man. But sometimes, guys, if you did something uh, with regards to your taxes where you actually owe, then of course you're going to have to, what, pay the piper, right? Paying Uncle Sam or paying Auntie Sally, that's who I refer to as your state person or your state uh, tax authorities where we have those tax bills. So listen, 
If you have filed your tax returns and uh, you found that you owe, maybe you didn't claim enough exemptions on your W-4. Maybe you forgot to change it because of a different life event. Maybe you got married or divorced. Maybe you, you have a child who actually moved out of your house and you no longer can claim that person as a dependent right um things happen that can change your tax situation and it'll cost you at the end of the year when you file your return um in april actually or anytime between january and april uh, when you file that return if you find that you oh here are some options you have options guys uh one of the first things that you can do uh even before you file a tax return is to estimate the income tax that you think you may owe so the best way to do that is to look at the return from the previous year and see what has changed what has changed about your financial situation are you still claiming the same filing status do you still have the number of exemptions are the dependents that you claim the same uh what about those credits and deductions you want to look at all of those key areas to decide you know what changes need to occur with regards to the income tax that you are withholding or if you're self-employed the estimated taxes that you are sending in on a quarterly basis and you not only want to estimate those which is really just forecasting how much you think you're going to have to pay. But what you really want to do is make sure that you are actually setting the funds aside so that you can send those payments in by the due date. So if you don't know, uh, estimated quarterly taxes, uh, for those of you who will have to pay those taxes, are due in four installments. Uh, one, The first installment is due in April. The next is due in June. The ex, the next, the third installment is due in September, and then the final installment is due in January of the next year. So all of those dates are the fifteenth of the month, and you want to make sure that you're sending those in because if you underpay those estimates, you could actually be hit with a failure to file penalty. So we want to avoid that at all costs. But more so than that, what's most important is when you are doing those estimates, you are actually figuring out what you're gonna owe and you're being prepared, positioning yourself so that you can make those payments ahead of time. And that, my friends, is so freeing. When you have that type of clarity and when you have that type of control, you know you know that you have the funds to set aside and that you're not blowing your money, you're not mismanaging your earnings. So that's the first thing to do. Uh, Another thing to do is once your income tax return is prepared and if you find that there is uh, uh, tax liability, meaning that you owe, whether it's the federal government, the state, or your local tax authority, if if you live in an area that collects local taxes, then what you want to do is contact the authority and make payment arrangements. So... When you file your return, even if you file an extension, it does not give you an additional time to pay the tax without a penalty. So keep that in mind. Interest is going to still accrue from the date that the tax return is due 
all the way up until the time that you actually make the payment. So you really want to stay on top of that. Contacting them to set up a payment agreement, um, whether that is online, if you qualify to do that, or by phone. So you can contact the IRS. Many people uh, have, you know, done the done the uh, payment arrangements that way where you actually get on the phone and talk with an IRS agent. So what you want to be prepared to do is have your budget in front of you and have your uh, proposed payment amount. Uh, IRS doesn't set the payment amount uh, initially. What they do is they have a minimum amount that they are willing to accept. Uh, knowing that amount ahead of time will help you to negotiate those terms. One of the things that I always tell everyone is to set your payment amount at something that you definitely know that you can afford so that you don't uh, miss the mark with other creditors and you can continue to live your life, right? And once you set that lowball number, then what you could do is as additional income comes in, whether it's, you know, a surprise gift for, you know, your birthdays, or maybe you get, you know, some type of credit or you sell off some things in your house and you're generating additional income. When those funds come in, then you can send the extra funds in to knock down the amounts that you actually owe to the IRS and to your state and local governments. So that's another way. Making the payment arrangements, you definitely want to be on top of that. And then after you've made those payment arrangements, the way that you can pay, IRS accepts the payments in the form of a check, a money order, or you can even pay by credit card. So um, many people ask, you know, is it wise to make payments with credit cards to the IRS? Here's the deal. Many times your credit card interest rate will be lower than what the IRS interest rate will be. So you just do a comparison to see where do you want to carry the debt? Do you want the IRS um, in your, you know, those letters every single month looking for your payment? Or do you want to go ahead and pay off the balance, use your credit card and pay a lower interest rate if the interest rate it beats the IRS's interest rate, then I would go with that option. So you do have some options there. And then you actually, if you know that you definitely cannot afford to pay and it doesn't look good for you financially, what you could uh, do is contact the uh, Internal Revenue Service and talk to them about an offer in compromise where you could actually pay pennies on the dollar on the outstanding balance that you owe. Now, I have seen people who have cut their IRS debt from $25,000 all the way down to 5,000 bucks. Um, It depends on every person's situation. The IRS will ask you for a statement that shows the income that you have, all of the debts that you have to service. And they're gonna take all of your cash flow into account. Um, they're going to look at, you know, your savings accounts. They're going to look at your IRAs. They're going to look at a lot of different things uh, with regards to where can you get income from to pay off the balance, right? So if you are finding that you are experiencing a financial hardship, definitely contact the IRS. Talk to them about what your options are. Offer and compromise may be one of the solutions for you. So that's just one of the de- one of the uh, debt conversations that we want to talk about. Definitely want to get the tax um, 
taken care of, if you owe taxes, we want to make sure that you know your rights as a taxpayer, understanding what your requirements are and understanding how you can get the tax man off your back. So in the next episode, everybody, I am going to be talking about how do you handle collections from student loans when they go into you know the uh when you when you miss your payments and you are no longer in a payment arrangement what can you do uh about student loans and staying on top of them so that your money doesn't become the object of garnishment so everybody until next time this is Benita Tyler I hope that you have found value in listening to the woman CFO show if you have gotten an answer to your question or if you have found that this is something that someone in your circle needs to hear needs to know feel free guys share this podcast with other people share it on your face your facebook's your twitters go ahead and share them out on your instagram accounts let everybody know that the woman cfo show is coming on weekly and we are equipping entrepreneurs we're answering your questions so this that's it for me everyone this is benita tyler and i'm signing out and again our mission is to raise the financial consciousness of one million mm-hmm, that's right one million enterprising women and some lucky men to help you walk in wisdom so that you can smile confidently at what's to come until next time everybody bye for now